Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, Big Book Study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Chicago. Today is Friday, January 31st, 2020, and today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are currently on page 86, the third paragraph. Um, Marcel, Marcel is going to read the one paragraph only. It starts in thinking about our day. So today's readers, we have Tenzin P., uh, on the 12 Steps, and Christina L. on the 12 Traditions, and the readers of the text, we have Marcella M., Reva P., and Kathy C. is, I think she's still doing wind sprints, but, okay, the share ID for Wednesday, January 30th, 2020, the 7 a.m. meeting, that's uh, 14,048-14048, and for the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, that's uh, 14,049 049. Uh, the newcomer greeter is Duell, and the host for the second hour is Deanna B. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting for our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and then we carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, and that is to carry its message to the compulsive overeater, overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating uh, can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So I will now ask Tenzin P. if you'd be uh, kind enough, Tenzin, to read the 12 steps. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. And, oh, good morning. Tenzin T. checking in from New York City. All right. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Ask him to remove our shortcomings. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, and meditation 
to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin. Okay, I'll now ask uh, Christina L. if you'd be good enough to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. Good morning. This is Christina L. from Florida. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service this past month, and hope everybody has a great day. Thank you, Christina. Much appreciated. Okay, here's why this meeting works and and how it works. Um, Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. And anyone at all can share, but we we do ask that you keep your sharing on, uh, to the topic that, in the literature that we are discussing and that you try to keep your share to approximately uh, three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers uh, that would be six months. There is absolutely no abstinence requirement if you'd like to share on the topic. And this this meeting does request that your sharing, again, be directly linked to what was read. And, of course, we're sharing what the directions uh, in the big book mean to us. If you'd like to share, press star 1 to unmute your phone. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. So today we're going to resume our study of the big book, and Marcella is going to read um, from page 86, the third paragraph. It starts in thinking about our day. She's going to first do it in English, then in Spanish. No, Marcella, however you want to do it, 
Good morning, Marcella. <laughs> morning, good morning. My name is Marcella. I'm, I'm a recovered compulsive. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Leah, for thinking of me. So here it goes. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought, or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. Good morning. This is such a wonderful part of the book. I was told in the beginning that uh, from page 84 to 88, I just need to learn it by heart. And in my case, as Larry said, in English and in Spanish, because my disease is Nikki and tries to seduce me in English or in Spanish, sometimes in Hebrew. So where it says here in decision, we may face indecision. Well, indecision, not about food anymore, because that problem is solved in the previous paragraph. On awakening, I look at my 24 hours a day ahead, and I know my food plan, and I know where I'm going to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know exactly what ingredients are safe for me, what amount and what schedule works well with my body. So I don't have food indecisions anymore. That problem is solved. So that indecisions that I have are easier and easier and easier. Thank you, God. I'm married and I'm uh, employed. So my day is kind of like taken care of. You know, I wake up, I start my day with my husband. We are both are in AA, so we both say the same prayers. We start the day um, looking at our 24 hours ahead. And then, and then after my lunch is done, like after my lunchbox is done and all my food is carefully planned, then I'm free to sponsor people in Spain because they're ahead of us already. So I, I sponsor them in Spanish. And then after that, I call you guys and I learn where we are in the book. And sometimes I can listen, I can be with you, and sometimes I can connect at 10 o'clock. I'm in Boston. And my life, it's not, it's 7.30 in the morning, and my life has so much meaning, so much direction, and so much purpose. And, and the food problem has disappeared, and I'm full of awareness with the incredible fact that God is alive and within us and among us. And we are so connected from Ireland. I, I felt so much joy, you know, before the meeting where we were saying hi, seeing clearly a woman that I met in, in New Jersey. I know I feel connected to Dublin, Ireland, right? I feel connected to the 17 Spanish-speaking countries that are studying these same paragraph today. I feel connected to all of you. It is so relevant that we show up here following our food plan, working to the best of our ability, the steps, and, and just just being together in such an easy way. I heard yesterday in my AA meeting that um, that um, that if you are in a certain religion, you need to pray five times a day, and if you're in another religion, you need to pray three times a day. But if you're an addict, you pray just three times on awakening, when we retire at night and during the day. So aren't we lucky 
we are the ones who are constantly connected to God 24-7, even in our sleep. Uh, thank you, Marcella. Thank you for getting us started. Okay, you guys, we're on page 86. Marcella um, read the uh, third paragraph. She commented just on that one paragraph only. If you haven't shared in the past day or so and you'd like to share, uh, please give me your first name and last initial. Nancy Kate. Melissa J. Diane B. Ginger. Ginger. Joe M. Ginger. And I'm going to stop there for a second. If you guys let me catch up here. I got, um, and I, I might have missed a name or two. I'm kind of like that. Nan, oh, here's what I did here. Um, I heard Nancy, Melissa, Diane, Pam, Ginger, and Joe. There might have been one other person in the mix there. Stacy J. Stacy. Let's leave it there. Stacy, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you. We saved the best for last in this round. So Stacy, I'm gonna put you at the, at the end there. But let's start with someone who's someone who I like to. Nancy, followed by Melissa. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. Hi. Thanks for letting me share. Um, such a fantastic paragraph. So, um, you know, I'm not very good at any of this. All I know is that um, I trust my higher power. That's what I do. And I want to be inspired every day. But it says we're often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. And my problem is always that I want to start at the end, not at the beginning. And, you know, I had to be beaten into a state of reasonableness, check. And I have to do this work constantly, check. And um, I have found that as I, you know, days go, as the days go by and I continue to work with other people, that's the key, um, that I'm able to be better today than I was yesterday. And luckily for me, I have a dear friend in vision who, um, sort of coaches me and provides inspiration and um, you know I have to say that it's gotten better you know I practice I use these practices and I can use them to continue to develop conscious contact and um, you know I don't feel like all day every day cue the Handel music I don't feel that way however the only thing that I have to do in order to feel that way is to think about it and um, and be grateful because if all that I ever got out of this whole, all this work was that I didn't eat compulsively, even if I thought about it all the time, but still didn't do it, it would have been more than enough. It would have been way more than I had before I, I um, recovered. But what I got was so much more. And this paragraph articulates um, how it works. And, you know, I always want to be busy. You know, I, I'm busy all day long. I do a lot of things all day long. I stuff a lot into my day. But in this one place, it says, um, we relax and take it easy. And that's what the time to let my higher power in, to show me the right thing to say, the right thing to do. And um, it has become much easier. It, my thinking has as time passed, become more and more on the plane of inspiration. And I do come to rely on it. Um, the speaker was saying uh, that she, you know, takes, does these prayers with her husband and takes care of her food, and then she is so free to do all this other stuff. I'm, I'm, I use that as, as an example. Um, you know, I'm currently looking for work, and just before I dialed into, um, into the meeting this morning, I was talking to somebody else. I, 
you know, I'm very close to, I'm not, I'm not working right now, but I'm close to getting another job, very close. And um, I can feel the, you know, the, the, it's reading, reaching critical mass, the, uh, the interviewing. And, um, but I'm not worried about any of it because I don't need to worry. That is the quintessential epitome of faith for me is that I'm not worried about anything. I absolutely know that I'm going to be taken care of. Um, I come to, I've come to rely on it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for getting us started, Nancy. Okay, we have Melissa followed by Diane. Melissa. Good morning. Hi, Larry. It's Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm in New York. Um, yeah, so I just really want to share a very personal experience with this prayer and meditation and this and the inspiration, right? Um, I've been sharing like a little bit. Like I'm having a real issue at my job, and I've ten-stepped this to death. And, you know, I, I think about like inspiration. It's a gift from God. It's that which I have no control over. And it's what I seek. I want, I want God to direct me, right? I've asked for that in step three. So I'm having this really difficult work issue, like where I have a colleague who has screamed at me and I practice love and tolerance. So I pause, right? And I smile. And she actually yelled at me for smiling because she views it as patronizing, right? So what's my point? My point is um, I have to bear, you know, the discomfort of that. That's, and, and I pray and meditate in the morning because there are actions that I've taken on the job that she feels um, bothered by. But I also believe because of this practice that I, I have inspiration and my desire is to do the right thing. And so what I'm learning is that I'm a big girl <laughs> and I have to be able to tolerate people not liking me. And, and I can't believe that I'm 51 years old and I'm learning this now, but that's what's been coming to me through my meditation. And, you know, when I sit down and I pray, right, and I, and I meditate and I do these practices and I do it because it works, um, I sat down the other morning and I was like, I don't want to pray for her. I'm so tired of praying for her. And, and, and I, it was really hard for me to keep, I thought, to keep my mind on tolerance. I was afraid that I was going to keep coming up with the, the right statement that I was going to put her in her place. And I don't want to meditate on that. So what happened was, here's inspiration, right? I closed my eyes. And she did not enter my mind at all the entire time I meditated. And I have been, like, owned, you know, like, owned by this issue. And I meditated, and she did not exist. What existed was crazy, right? I know I've shared I'm a teacher, and that's my passion. I was born to teach. I love it. I closed my eyes. Every single one of my students, one by one, appeared in my brain with the exact instructional approach that I felt like I needed to do for them that day. And that was inspiration. And so I can relax and take it easy and do the right thing. And if she doesn't like my smile, you know, um, that's okay, right? I'm going to keep smiling because I feel I wasn't being patronizing. I was actually praying. So I'm in a, I'm in a good spot. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Okay, now batting. 
Right fielder, Diane, followed by on deck is Pam. Hey, Diane, good morning. Good morning. I am setting my timer. Uh, this is Diane B., recovered compulsive eater in New Rochelle, New York. And um, this is such a great paragraph for me. As I was reading and meditating and studying this morning, I noticed that, oops, sorry, I noticed that the word thinking or thought or thought process, thought life, comes up like at least eight times in these two paragraphs, the one from yesterday and then the one from today. And I started thinking that when we read about more about alcoholism, like I learned about my insane thinking. It was about thinking. It was about the thinking, the thought process of this insane disease. Um, and now I've worked the steps diligently and hard and um, honestly, and I practiced my 10th step, and now I'm learning how to practice the 11th step. And I've noticed that my thinking has gone from insanity to sanity. And how did that happen? Not quite sure. Can't explain it, except I know that it was higher power and the help of all of you guys, all of my fellows. Um, I also am a teacher, and I work with children under the age of five with developmental delays. Many of them have problems with transitioning from one activity to another. And so I make sure that I clue them in as to what's expected of them, what's going to happen throughout the day. Um, and this paragraph, which is teaching me how to start my day, is the same thing for me. It's showing me what to be expected during the day. Not the exact situations, however, how to act and how to behave when I face, like, indecision or change or something, whatever. Um, and so this kind of clues me in as to what I am supposed to be doing. I pray, you know, I ask to be of service to others. I pray for patience and love and tolerance, and I ask for my, my um, thinking to be on a higher plane and my thoughts to be divorced from self-seeking behaviors, etc., and that kind of gives me a framework in which to move through the rest of my day, just like I do with my students. They need that um, upfront directions. They need prompting, you know, that kids need to be prompted and reminded, just like me. I need to be prompted. I need to be reminded on a daily basis. And so, um, like I said, this is preparing me for my day. And... You know, my reinforcement is knowing that my higher power is directing me and that I have a clear, um, a clear head in the evening. And even if I don't have a clear head in the evening, I still have this step, which helps me to um, talk about and write down and discuss with another person everything that had happened during the day. And then, to be, um, then I can just pray for uh, God's help and his, and its forgiveness and also in which corrective measures that I should be doing. Um, thank you. I pass. Oh, thanks so much, Diane. Okay, we have Pam. And, Pam, you're going to be followed by Joe. Ginger's going to move to the, the next uh, round here. So, Pam, good morning. Hey, Pam, Hi, Larry. would you press the – Oh, there you are. Good morning. Hi, it's Sam S. How are you? Um, thank you so much for your um, service and your lead this morning. 
Um, hi, everybody. Uh, Sam S. from Rhode Island. Um, you know, it's interesting. I feel like I've never read this paragraph before this morning, but um, I noticed here it says, in thinking about our day. I never read that this morning. I thought it was while going through our day. So that's pretty interesting um, to me that this is all when I'm meditating in the morning before I've even rolled out of bed or, you know, rolled out the day. Usually I was reading this before as every single time something's going on and I start to get angry, like then I need to say like, all right, God, give me that thought. Like, what do I do? How do I do this? Um, and that's, that is uh, an interesting flip here. Um, but, you know, the other thing that came up for this morning is the word inspired is inspired or inspiration is in this uh, paragraph four times and I've always learned that repetition means like you really should pay attention so I looked up the word uh, word of the day for me is um, inspiration and I've never seen this definition before it feels like a whole new day inspiration a divine influence or action on a person believed to qualify him or her to receive and communicate sacred revelation Ooh, that is a game changer. So clearly that, that needs to happen when I'm meditating about the day because if I'm in the day and I'm saying, okay, God, like, you know, take the wheel over here. Like I'm, I'm getting all flustered. Then I've already gone without getting that revelation and that guidance in the morning. So I am going to be spending more time, uh, you know, with my creator in the morning and really I need to surrender, um, surrender that day instead of saying, okay, God, today we've got this, 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 that you be my wingman. You help me. No, nope. God, here's, you know, here's the 24 hours ahead and um, really need you here. And, and where, where do you need me to be instead of I need you here? So um, interesting revelations, total game changers. Happy to hear everybody else's uh, input. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you, Sam. Joe, I don't know how you how a guy got in the mix, but we'll you know it's okay. So we got Joe, Joe followed by Stacy. Good morning, Joe. Did I scare you away, Joe? We can't hear you. Press star one. All right, I don't. We don't hear you, Joe. Oh, there you are. So sorry, I, I had hit star one, so it, it, my phone fooled me. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for <laughs> your morning. service. Larry, uh, Vin Scully has nothing on you. Nice job this morning. <laughs> Everybody, I just uh, chimed in this morning because this paragraph spoke so powerfully to me. There is uh, a verse in, in doctrine that I believe that says, and by, this is, um, you know, I was led by the Spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. And this paragraph speaks to all of us as far as our higher power, that the more we lend ourselves to doing what's right and trying, the more God will lead us through his Spirit, and we become confident in that communication. I, I just love that. My journey in OA and becoming abstinent has just begun, but I'm finding day after day as I expend energy and avoiding foods that are triggers for me, I become confident one that I can overcome, that I can put away, as my sponsor says, put down the food, 
from the big book. Uh, I love that, you know, put down the drink, put down the food. And, you know, my confidence in my higher power inspiring me and guiding me day after day becomes um, more of a sure thing. I still only know that I don't know, but I am confident that, again, as I uh, listen to my sponsor and draw from the inspiration of the big book, based on the example of people who have overcome, it is extremely inspiring. I need to express gratitude to those who share. I've been listening to a call every day since the first of the year, and it is just amazing to me to hear the success stories. And I've heard people on this line say that they will continue to come back, uh, especially since uh, sobriety has come, because as the 12 step says, it's a way to give back. It's a way to give service. So I'm so grateful for a higher power. I'm grateful that I am guided through the spirit to overcome this disease that has afflicted my life for decades. And with that, I yield back. I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Okay. Just to let you know, we're on page 86, the third paragraph. Come on, Stacy. Oh, Canada. <laughs> Good morning. Nice. <laughs> this is Stacy J from Toronto, Canada. Thank you, Larry. Um, uh, I've been abstinent four and a half months, miraculously, four and a half months. And I feel like I'm in the early part of this, um, of the what this paragraph describes. Uh, I, by no means is, you know, uh, inspiration or having intuitive thoughts or decisions, something that is like I'm living in anything like all the time. Um, and, but I thought of this idea of like, you know, with diet programs, there's, um, before and after pictures. And for me, the before and after picture of, uh, of me as a food addict is before I ran my life, like on page 60, where it says, um, I was almost always uh, in collision with someone, something or someone, even if my motives were good. And I ran my life by self-propulsion. <laughs> uh, I was like an actor who wanted to run the whole show. Uh, and, uh, and guess what? People didn't like it. And as a result, I'd be stepping on the toes of others and they would retaliate. So that's the before picture. This paragraph shows me that the after picture is actually praying, praying when faced with indecision, um, that I pray for inspiration, an intuitive thought, or a decision. And then I relax. So instead of tensing up and trying to control, I relax and take it easy. That's like, to me, that's the trajectory that this book is asking me to be on now that I'm recovered. Um, And I'll tell you, it is not easy at times. Um, because I feel like I have almost like a muscle memory of what, um, how do I say, of like, my muscle memory is to try and control and run the show. And uh, I just very recently, I'm a therapist, and like a a thing I said to a client leapt out of my mouth, and it stepped on her toes, and she retaliated. And now I'm kind of in the sort of space of like, okay, that's, that wasn't helpful. I did not help her. And 
But what I will say is I had an inspiration a, a few weeks, a week ago to set up an appointment for coffee with um, a mentor of mine that I worked with two years ago. And I didn't know I was going to have this situation with, with this client, but I'm meeting her this morning and my, the, my mentor. And so in a weird way, I feel like my higher power inspired me to connect with someone I hadn't seen in two years who, who has a wonderful attitude of, um, I don't know, containment. She pauses. It's beautiful. She has a wonderful approach. And so I feel like even if I'm going to sometimes still step on the toes of others, my higher power may inspire me in other ways that help me move through things and learn. And, uh, but, you know, I read this and I do these prayers every single morning because I feel like the more I do it, hopefully the more this guidance flows in. And that's it. With that, I pass. Thanks, Larry. Oh, thanks, Stacy. Um, we're going we're gonna to take more names. Uh, we're on page 86, the third paragraph. Uh, only in thinking about our day, and Ginger is going to start us, but we'll take some names first. Who would like to share? Vasa O. Leia M. Kate C. I got to do. Ivana K. Kate. Ivana. Okay, I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to tell you who I have. Okay, so I, I Ginger's going to get us started. I heard I heard um, uh, Vasa, I heard Leah M, I heard Du, L, Pete, Katie, Ivana, and Ilana is what I heard. Although that could be the same person, but I don't think so. Come here, Cooper. So, Come here, Cooper. And Cooper. Right here. Cooper. Cooper. Does Cooper want to share? Okay. All right. So if, if everyone other than Ginger would um, mute their phone, and Ginger, you want to get us started? And Ginger, press star one when you get a chance, and then we'll go to Vasa. Hey, Larry, good morning. Thank you good so morning. much for your service. I am Ginger C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And, you know, just thank God. You know, dear God, I want to take this minute not to ask for anything from you, but simply to say thank you. Thank you for all that I have today. And it's a miracle that I'm not eating. It just still blows my mind that food was put down. And it was only through that grace that that experience happened. And of course, all the research and all those bites, those beautiful bites that I had to take. But I love, love this paragraph. You know, in thinking about our day, we may face indecision. I may not know what to do. And then what do I do about that? I slow down, I pause, I pray, I step back, I reset my intention. God help me, give me inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. And then this crazy sentence that comes after, I relax and I take it easy. Oh my God, that is not my makeup and my, the way God uh, created this inner workings. You know, I just stressed, I think since I was born and, and didn't know anything but stress and worry and confusion, and fear, and of course, I'm a wicked control freak, so I got to know, people. I got to know. I got to know I'm going to be okay. And so to be in this new state, and why did that happen? Because of that third step. I quit playing God, first and foremost, and now I rely on a source greater than me, who has all knowledge, who has all power, who solves all my problems. Of course I get to relax and take it easy. I have nothing to worry about. 
But my biggest problem is this ego that wants to edge God out and take this power down. And I love the analogy with the dimmer switch. Where's your God? Where's your power? Is it brightening? Is it going higher? Or is it starting to dim and and go down? And I got to keep my eye on the prize all the time. From when I wake up, good morning, God, to when I go to bed, good night, God. And all those minutes throughout that day, because there's so many things. I'm never shy with an 11-step review. Never. Selfish and self-centered to the core. I will absolutely take the wheel back. I will absolutely be back to my third step problem, Ginger thinking a little bit too much about me. But again, we practice this. We practice this imperfectly and not for perfection, but to create this habit. I know what my day looks like. I just wash, rinse, and repeat. And it's pretty much the same day after day imperfectly, but always moving some sort of muscle, because if I don't keep moving my muscles, that power, that dimmer switch is going to go down, and I will guarantee be eating that poison again and killing those around me, and I cannot afford that. I put my family through hell, and I'm not taking them there a day at a time with God's grace. I pray I never take them there again, and with that, I pass. Thanks, Ginger. Okay, we got Murderer's Row, Vasa, Leia, and Du. Vasa, All right. to get us started. Good, Good morning. morning, Larry. Thank you for your service. I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful. Recovered compulsive overeater clown from Florida. And the third step and the 11th step are my favorite steps. And I remember when I worked on my abstinence, I getting on my knees and forgot to just get me through to have one day of abstinence. And that was the beginning of my practice to to pray and to God, to ask God to keep me abstinent one meal at a time. And then gradually, it says here, maybe this journey will. And then I had to practice on turn our will and our lives to the care of God. I didn't know how to do that because I had my whole life I'd been running by my will and my life, and you know how to do the best things. I did not know that I could turn to God for help. So that was, you know, that was a lot of practice. And step 11, uh, it says we relax and take it easy. I did not know how to do that. I needed to practice because I was uh, a runner. I was uh, always, you know, I was a workaholic. I was always busy. And for me to go to a meeting to sit for about an hour, an hour, an hour and a half years ago, when we used to get breaks in between, I felt like, oh, this is wonderful. I could sit and relax and listen. If I want to talk, I can talk. If I don't want to talk, I can just listen. And I just learned so much. So, again, uh, at nighttime, you know, I mean, it has evolved my relaxation over the years. Uh, we're relaxing for me to relax, not to run like a crazy woman through the day to get everything done, you know, family, kids, house, and everything else. I had to be in control. Who was going to do it for me if I didn't do it for you know, if I didn't do it? So it's learning. I love to pray and relax and meditate today. At the beginning, I could not even sit for five minutes and meditate. I'd be thinking what I need to do next. But it's a practice and, you know, and practice and practice. And then I started working. I opened my own business in daycare. And every morning I would ask God, please give me the strength. Give me the guidance. Give me the love, the understanding, the patience for my children. I didn't have this when my kids were growing, but I 
had you know, and I was I had it when I when I was taking the, the kids for daycare when I was taking care, and then God would give me the patience, and sometimes I would stop in between. Please, God, help me. And they were gift from God. Those children, I love oh, them. I miss them. Retired now. Thank you for letting me share. And I pass. Oh, thank you, Vasa. Okay, we have Leah M. Followed by Du L. Good morning, Leah. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much, Larry, for your service. I'm grateful, you know, for these instructions and reviewing them, and uh, you know, this daily practice. Uh, that I've been doing for a few 24 hours. You know, I believe that I have a better life today than I could ever have had had I never had the illness of compulsive overeating because it forces me (laughs) to live this type of life. You know, it says in thinking about our day, so I'm, you know, I am consciously making a decision to ask God and to align, please, God, direct my thinking. I want to have the lights turned up today. You know, it used to be that I had one solution, and that one solution was food, you know, digging my fists into cellophane bags and bakery boxes. Today, um, I have one solution, that is true, and it's the consciousness of God. The quality of my life is based on the level of consciousness of God that I have. And as a result of the step work that we do every day, I am awakened to that spirit. Now, of course, I'm human, and, you know, clouds can darken that light. Um, You know, living the program and living these steps means that I have an opportunity and a responsibility to live at the center of my being, that profound center that we know of, that we all have. Um, You know, when I make a decision not to be shallow and not to be content to rest on my laurels on the surface, but to live out of the depths of what this program has brought me to, because it's in those depths where I find God. But it takes work. You know, I get to choose the lens through which I look at my reality today. Um, You know, and if I want to look through the lens of, you know, just a physical world, then I'm going to feel competition and alienation and fear and isolation, etc. But if I make a choice to prepare my mind and my spirit before the day um, to have a lens of God, (laughs) you know, then I can feel unity and I can feel empathy and love and harmony and tolerance and cooperation and it's easy. I want to be that person. I want to be um, what God sees that I could be. That's, that's, that's my desire. It's not, it's not hard. You know, we all know we physically prepare for our day. We shower. We, you know, do our hair. We might exercise, um, you know, to strengthen our bodies. We certainly eat right. I also have to prepare my mind spiritually. I have to seek because all action is born in thought. Where is my mind? Can, can my mind be elevated? Because I need a spirit-guided mind, and I get that through the process of the 12 steps and through the process of living these instructions every day. It's the art of living undisturbed, and it's a great way to live. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Leah. We're else going to hear Leah doing Pete, and I don't have to pay for this. Hey, do. good morning. No, do. Morning, Larry. There you are. (laughs) Do recover compulsive overeater. Great, great. I'm glad that I get to follow up with Leah. (laughs) She said a nice 
nice, nice, uh, you know, nice bases. And yes, you know, we do have to do this every day because I, I, I like what she said about strengthening that spiritual connection and to be spiritually fit on that higher level and to feel better, right? It's like going to the gym. When I go to the gym, I'm getting my body physically fit, right? And and that's the type of work that we need to do spiritually also, right? That when I'm doing this, I'm taking little steps each and every day until I become conditionally fit, right? And I'm working towards this maintenance of this connection with my power, power greater than myself. But I'm also supposed to be rising at different levels uh, different higher levels of fitness, right? So I, just because I go to the gym, I get fit, I get my body fit. It doesn't mean I main, I, I stay there. I go to different levels of that. And so the same thing with spirituality, you know, I need to keep constantly growing along with, with God. And it says that when I do this, you know, when I face indecisions, when I'm, when I'm anxious, when I'm indecisive, when I'm insecure, when I'm worried, when I'm fearful, it's the very opposite of being in love, being loving someone or uh, being um, anxious, free and and not worrying. Right. So what does it say? I'm going to do a third prayer. So there's six prayers in step 11. Here's the third prayer. It says that we're asking God for inspiration to the thought and decision. And then we relax. We let go of outcome. Right. That's surrender letting go of outcome. I do not struggle because I'm not going to be in the result business. God's in the result business. And when I take my will back, when I take my will back, I pay for this presumption, right? I could say, well, I pray to God. Um, I'm good. Uh, God's going to take care of this and that, 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 because this is what I want. And this is what I've asked for. And when I don't get what I want or what I pray for, then I think God is not in alignment with me. No, no, it's the opposite way. I'm not in alignment with God because when I pray to God, it's not about getting a result. And that's, that's where I need to get that inspiration, that intuitive thought from God. And, and it says it's going to happen as time passes. Why? Because I'm training that spiritual muscle to get spiritually fit, to get spiritually connected with God, to let go of self-will, let go of uh, self-will run riot, and be at a higher plane with God. So when I'm at a higher plane with God, guess what happens? All sorts of miraculous things start to happen. And it's not because I'm trying to control it. It's because I'm letting go and letting God do his job. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Do. Okay, we got Pete followed by Kate. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Larry. Uh, Pete B, compulsive overeater, recovered today by God's grace and mercy in Pennsylvania. And thanks for taking the meeting, Larry. I'm glad you heard me. You know, what I, what I appreciate about this paragraph is like it, it's, it's, it's emphasizing once again where the direction is supposed to come from, right? Like we, it, it's saying, right, we get directed and inspired by this power, by God. You know, too often I think that we put the emphasis, we try to humanize this condition. We try to, we try to approach it from this practical standpoint that it's a better philosophy and a new philosophy. And as long as I follow this philosophy and I follow this practice, well, then I'll be okay. 
right? But this book and all the supporting information constantly go back to what we're, what the, the, the effort here is. The effort is to get in alignment with God, right? There is one that has all power. And that, that direction, that inspiration needs to come from that power. We don't need to overstep our boundaries and be providing, you know, sick people with direction and putting ourselves in a position to be dependent upon as a sponsor or a friend or the fellowship or, you know, my meeting and the, like, this is what we do when we adopt these practices. No, it comes from God, right? All these things have a place, right? Fellowship, friendship, all that stuff, all that messaging is coming through the power, but we have to rely on God for that direction and that instruction. We're inexperienced at it, right? We may make some false, you know, some, 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 uh, some kind of odd uh, assumptions. They you know we're being directed to do certain things. And that's why we have the fellowship and sponsorship to bounce things off of. But the, the, the direction ultimately needs to come from this power that we're forming a relationship with, right? Because our book says in the AA 12 and 12, it says what we're seeking here is true independence not dependence, right? And we get true independence from being entirely dependent upon God, right? Our fellows, our friendships, our meetings, our things all have a place. But at the end of the day, there is one that has all power and that one is God. May you find him now. Right? Let's make sure that, that that's the messaging that needs to be delivered that this is spiritual in nature, not practical in nature, spiritual in nature, which if practiced as a way of life, will expel the obsession to eat and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. And that's a deal, and with that I'll pass. Thank you, Pete. Okay, we have Kate, and we'll see where we get. I think there was an Ivana and maybe an Alana, or maybe I just combined the two. Kate, good morning. Good morning. This is my favorite uh, paragraph in the book. Uh, Rather than stop at the comma, I put a period there. God to direct our thinking. Stop. (laughs) And I offer all of my thinking to God and rely on him that I will be in right thinking during the day. And all of these other things, tend to fall in place when I'm in right thinking and able to use my brain as God would have me. Um, That's basically all I wanted to comment on. And uh, with that, I'll pass. And I am Kate from Wisconsin. Oh, good. Thanks, Kate. Appreciate that. Okay. Was there an Ivana or is that Ilana? Is it potato or potato? Ivana? Oh, this is Ilana. Ilana. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Uh, This is Ilana Kay. I live in Israel, and this is the first time I think I've shared on this meeting, although I listen every day. Um, And I was drawn to share today because this passage, starting with On Awakening, is by far my favorite part of the big book. You know, I'm somebody who definitely uh, lives life through propulsion. And when I stop and ask God to direct my thinking, it's just amazing what happens. You know, I've always been like, I have to force the outcomes and things have to go this way and people need to think that way. And I'm learning to pause. And it's just an absolute miracle 
that I can pause today. I, I totally messed up the other day about something my husband asked me to do tongue in cheek and I took it literally and like I suddenly got this inspiration or so I thought to do, to do this thing and I did and then he got upset with me because he hadn't really meant it literally and he said why didn't you check with me first and, and like I couldn't even comprehend but then when I thought about it later it was like you know when I get I used to think inspirations the first thing that comes and that's the right thing and that's the godly thing and I've learned that for an addict that certainly isn't true for me anyway it's certainly not true my first thought is almost 99.9 percent .9 from from ego and it's definitely not from god so when i pause and i ask god to direct my thinking and that it be divorced from self-pity dishonest or self-seeking motives for sure i'm gonna have you know a better time and and i found that for me writing is is my tool it's like the tool that that helps me most connect to god and i do a lot of you know dear god letters and if there's something that i'm facing indecision about something that i need to to decide or a person i'm having an issue with you know i write a letter to god and i, I surrender it and i like you know that's my next right step and i let go of the results and i do see that he finds ways to answer me when I get myself out of the way, when I sincerely say, this is what I want, but I'm not really sure if it's the right thing, please show me what your will is. And he does. Um, when I first came into the program about 15 years ago, my my first sponsor taught me from on awakening to the, to the end of this book, there's little spots. And I have in every single big book I have, um, the little travel one and you know the three different copies that I've had to buy because they got so used I have these little dots all throughout this and and the little dots signify where I put like if I'm trying to to make a decision about something I can read this passage specifically with that issue in mind you know I've got four little kids with all their very various issues and sometimes I'll read it about one of them or I'll read it about my husband or I'll read about a decision or I'll read it about you know anything that's going on in my life that I'm struggling with I had a, a terrible situation with a neighbor that really tested you know, my faith in, in everything. And I really turned it over to God. And I would read this every day, you know, before we begin, we ask God to direct our, to direct my thinking regarding my neighbor, especially the asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking no motives about my neighbor. And I just would go through this. And every time I had a dot regarding my neighbor, and I'm telling you, God sorted it out, the neighbor moved, you know, that wasn't me, that was God. And uh, I'm just so grateful for this process and for this meeting and for, you know, Bill W. and the first 100 you know, members of AA that are teaching us how to have a sane and happy life because, you know, I'm, I'm totally self-run riot without these instructions. Thank you for letting me share. Oh, thank you, Alana. I appreciate that. Well, that's a good, good bow to wrap it up with here. So, um, Thank you to everyone who has shared, and, and please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Let me give you the share ID for today, uh, January 31st, 2019, the 7 a.m. meeting, Eastern Standard Time meeting. That share ID is 14,053. That's 14053. And so now we are going to uh, close with a reading from the big book on page 164. We're going to follow that by the serenity prayer. Reva P., are you available to read for us? Yes, I am. Uh, hi, Thanks, this Reva. is Reva. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. 
Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.